You're all bastards. Everyone's a bastard. Even Picard. Everybody. Why are we doing this? Leave him alone. <laughs> Captain Spot, Stardate 61273.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shortly from the world of cinema scenes to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she once spotted a coat bird of prey using nothing more than an abacus and her sense of smell. It's Ambassador Danae. I actually understood all of those references. <laughs> Yay! No, you, you understood the reference to an abacus. <laughs> <laughs> The, the often um, the often Star Trek stereotype of the abacus. I guess I don't understand the smelling reference, though. Um, it wasn't so much a reference. It's just like a stupid thing. So my original oh. one oh, okay. was that you spotted a cloaked bird of prey just by looking out a window. But that actually happens. Like, <laughs> Kirk just looks out a window, and it's in one of the movies. I think it's The Undiscovered Country. And he notices that there's, like, a ripple in the stars, and he's like, there, that's where the bird of prey is. I was like, Really? How? That's how you're going how? to foil. There have been wars fought over <laughs> this technology, and Kirk just comes in and visually identifies a bird the of prey. Power of vision. Right. What's funny about your intro is that I couldn't find my coffee earlier today, and so I just went room to room smelling the rooms until I came. I was like, "Where is it?" And then I found it. That's amazing. It was <laughs> disgustingly in my bathroom. <laughs> just walk in. I'm like, uh, "Why is that oh. disgusting?" Because you really shouldn't take food and beverage into the bathroom. Oh, oh I do that all the time. I just, I'm all, I always have a cup of tea or coffee in the bathroom. But do you flush while it's there? Um, no. Don't do that. No, Don't no, do that. that throws everything up in the yeah, air, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's why you shouldn't settles. take food and beverage into the bathroom. Yeah. But well, anyways, I have a rock-hard immune system. I followed my nose. And like Toucan Sam, I found my coffee. And I can oh, find nice. the Klingon ships too, because apparently I can smell things in space. Oh, I just love that. I, that, I love that. Um, the idea, like, because the abacus has nothing to do with it, neither does smell. I was like, you can smell the cloaking from here. <laughs> and the pants, they can smell the menstruation. Um, Ew, what? Yeah, that's from the you know that's what? from Anchor Man. Okay, I can actually smell menstruation as well. Like when I, like I can oh, go. We're in... not doing this. I... Oh, <laughs> we're, we're not. not. No. no, no. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> this week we are going to be it's watching. It's just when you go to the public bathroom, nope. uh-huh. and you go into the stall after another woman, you can tell if yeah. they're on their cycle or not. Uh, excellent. So this week we will be watching the measure of a, the <laughs> uh, the measure of a man. Not the man, a man, um, which is Star Trek: <laughs> The Next Generation season two, episode nine. Now. <laughs> This is continuing um, our deep dive into Data's background, and I love this episode so much. Just based on the title alone, what do you think this episode is about? What's your big prediction, and what's your oddly specific prediction? Um, I think my basic prediction is that this is going to be about Data's humanity, like what mm-hmm. makes him human. Like, and that's his big thing, right? He wants to be considered mm. human, and so like maybe for a human, the measure of a man is X, Y, Z. But then, like for data, what is it? So I think mm. I think we're going to be getting more into data. Nice. And probably it's going to be something to do with self sacrifice. My specificity is that data mm. doesn't do something like selfish. He does something unselfish, and that their point is that it's like that's the measure of a man or something. I love it. That's awesome. That's a that's really really cool. I like that. If it needs to be more specific, it, it involves yeah. menstruation. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's fine. We should be able to talk about this in any format on any show. Well, here's the thing. You know, anytime you get into like smells, though, it gets really personal. People listen to this podcast. They're not expecting to think about the smell of coffee, the smell of menstruation and the smell of a man. They're just not thinking about that being the thing. So I understand it's time to move on. I get it. The smell of Klingon menstruation through a cloaking device. That's how they were. They gave themselves away. Can you imagine how strong it must be? Like it. Must Maybe be- it's not. Maybe that's just a bad stereotype. Um, <laughs> the other thing I want to mention before we go into this, because I don't want it to. I was in two minds about whether to tell you about it, but I'm going to tell you because okay. I think you'll get a lot of benefit from it. Okay. You remember Bruce Maddox from season one of Picard? He's the guy that Agnes Girati kills because hold on a second we're, we're talking about names i haven't thought about in so long okay mm-hmm. hold on will you say that again so bruce maddox is the older guy in the in season one of picard season one older this is guy. agnes's lover agnes's they find him on agnes. stardust city rag bruce on that maddox. planet stardust city rag. and he's the one that, that is based that built dodge they and built soji dodge. And then they get him. And then they get him. And Gerati kills him in the med bay. He kills him in the med bay. I remember those things happening. I remember that person. I don't remember anything about what he looks like. Um, let's see if I can... Is that well, important? Interestingly, no, that's not important because oh, okay. they recast him. But this episode is the origin of Bruce Maddox. So this is where we first meet him and find out about him. So Bruce Maddox is like super into cybernetics and androids. And he's the one that picked up the little, found the little fragment of data and recreated him in Daj and Soji um, after the androids were all banned and stuff. Right. And so Agnes was his research assistant that fell in love and they had like the replicated cake and whatnot. And yeah, she kills him. Okay, I'm writing a question down for later because I feel like if I ask it now, it's going to sidetrack the show and we need to get started. <laughs> so, um, All I wanted you to... I didn't want you to be like, Bruce Maddox, that name sounds familiar. I wouldn't and have. Sp- <laughs> no, you wouldn't have done. But maybe like afterwards when I explained it, you'd have been like, man, that would have been awesome to know going in because it's like extra context and whatnot. But anyway, Bruce Maddox is in this episode, which is interesting. Cool. I love that I've just confused the tits off of you. That's amazing. Shit, I liked my tits. No! They've gone. They've just run away. <laughs> Bye! And two to beam up to chase down some tits. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first. What is your beverage of choice? Oh, yeah. Let's just say something that Guinan pours. What what did Guinan pour in this episode? Did did, did they Tears say Tears of her people? No, I don't think so. I don't know that she poured anything. Oh, yeah. well they were definitely, you know, drinking stuff. What was Riker drinking? It looked like some sort of like chai tea or something. Oh, it did it a really really milky coffee. Yeah, it's it was like, like whenever super they got milky. the see-through cups, they were like, "We're going to make sure you can see what's in there." Because when he yeah. when he moved it, it stayed on the sides. Yeah, there was like so some foam going on. Whatever, whatever film-based drink that the asshole Riker is drinking, mm-hmm. I yeah. will. Con- I'll I'll have some of that. <laughs> I want whatever milk androids produce now that we know that they're alive and living, because all living things produce milk. That's my new definition of life. Interesting. <laughs> Android milk me, baby. Okay, this week we watch 
a seminal episode, which I may have built up a bit too much, um, where <laughs> Data's existence has been brought into question. And a, existence, um, very existence. Yeah, and a cyberneticist from Starfleet wishes to take him apart in order to build an army of androids that can do all of the difficult stuff that humans don't want to do. Which, when Data refuse, raise, refuses, raises the difficult question of can he refuse and does he have the right to choose? A complex Argument that is still being debated today across society. Ambassador, what did you think about the episode? I am Fuck so this episode. interested. Hard. I'm you so angry. I hated it. I hated this Do you episode. you hate it because of what it's doing or yes. as an episode of Leave TV? Leave data alone. You've, you're all bastards. Everyone's a bastard. <laughs> Even Picard. Everybody, why are we doing this? Leave him alone. Why do we have to go here? Okay, sure. It's a great episode. Okay, great. This has maybe one of the most epic Picard, you know, speeches in history. Okay, of course it is. Is the framework for Android shit for years to come? Blah 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 blah. This whole episode, I'm just like, I am having no fun. This is no fun. I would rather sit on a screwdriver. This blows ass. So you just didn't like it? Hated it. Like I don't, I don't, I want to watch TV to have fun. I don't want to watch TV to to be worried on the edge of my seat the entire time. Even though I know everything's gonna be fine, that Data is gonna get like dismembered by some dick prick fucker. <laughs> I mean Maddox. When I watched Picard, I was like, oh poor Maddox, and now I'm just like glad. I'm glad you fucking died, you piece of shit. <laughs> Agnes should have killed him quicker. Not only quicker, like sooner. Lower. Uh-huh. But slower. Yeah. His death may yeah. be one of my favorite in TV of all time now. And I didn't even know it until I watched this episode. But it's so for that reason, view. I'm glad we watched it. You know, we watch things to feel emotions. I watch things to be reminded that I have emotions. And it was interesting. It was all right. Amazing. But th- like, not, I-, I would watch this episode for the Guinan scene, mm-hmm. the Picard speech scene. Mm-hmm. And then everything else can go away because, wow, this one pushed all the emotion buttons for me. I didn't, Uh, I was not having fun. I was not having a good time. This is the beauty of television. Sometimes you can have a good time by not having a good time. Like this, for me, and I I don't want to take anything away from your experience, but this is the shit we have to talk about. Like it is an analogy for how we demean people and how we decide who has more rights and the bullshit ways that the law tries to get out of treating everyone equally like this star trek is like this is the great thing about star trek it can do this shit and have us talk about it and i love it and you should feel uncomfortable like it is an uncomfortable thing to watch but it is important to talk about is it is it important (laughs) full disclosure I 100%, not 100%, 99% knew this was going to be your reaction. I was almost like, certain you wouldn't have a good time. If we were watching a movie, this would be the uncomfortable scene that lasts for a little longer. And then, you know, you've got some other stuff going on. You've got some other places to go. But this episode sits entirely yeah. in the most uncomfortable parts of who Data is, literally and figuratively. You know, it's just like, we are, it is, It this episode should come with a warning, <laughs> you know? But it's great. <laughs> but it's great because it asks great questions and it goes really interesting places and it like sets a lot of framework and I get what it's doing. But 
God damn, was it like heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. It was. This was a heavy episode. For me, this is where it excels because I think some sci-fi shows try to be too analogous and too abstract and keep it too light. This one is like, we are going to sit here and we are going Forever. to talk it out and this is Forever. big and this is how... Forever. But there are still so many moments in it that just are entertaining to watch. Like, I Riker, mean, kind of. Riker <laughs> taking Data apart is What a brutal. fucking asshole. It's Sorry. great. He takes it's his hand great. off. He deactivates him and just like, yeah, fuck Pinocchio. It's he doesn't have to do great. it like that. You know, he didn't have to do it like that. Well, that I agree with. It's not actually a good argument, but it's like, really, it is, it is shocking. And I just think... like, okay, It's so very shocking. Do you... Can you appreciate... No. What they, <laughs> <laughs> what they, what they had to make Riker do? So the character. No. Like, that's no. that's a clever story beat. No? No. No? Is it the whole, the Making whole, no. him attack data? No. No, I don't appreciate that. I'll tell you why. why. Okay, go for it. And, I mean, we're just going to be sinning it as we go, okay? Because I liked very little about this episode because it made me so uncomfortable. Ask me again tomorrow when I'm mm. like a couple of, like, I have hours to ex- examine my emotional just turmoil that I'm in mm-hmm. right now. But we're mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, the best idea that we can do is watch a show and immediately record our reaction to it. So I don't <laughs> yeah. have... I don't have fucking time to think about it. I'm so mad right now. I'm sweating. I'm so mad watching the wow. show. And I've been just, I, it's ridiculous. All of this is ridiculous. This is like the quintessential forced plot tension bullshit that writers do sometimes to get to a point. Like this is a, it's a great point. Like is data property who owns data? Uh, you know, all that stuff. Those are really interesting questions to ask and they're important to ask. And I think it definitely gives, like I said, framework for the future. And we're hitting on some big notes that Picard is definitely, you know, doing in their season one. Um, But all of this is contrived. All of this could have happened in a completely different environment. None of this had to happen today. You know, it's like, there is mm. such a larger mm-hmm. situation at hand. There's no reason to force someone to defend and or, or prosecute your fellow crew member, whether they're a, a, an automaton or not. Like, all of that is just like, you know what? Because we don't want to have a big, you know, episode where we pull in all of Starfleet to have a lot of minds and examine this. We're going to have three people decide the future. <laughs> and that is such bullshit. Just because they happen to be here when it came up, and you know what I'm saying? Staff. Yeah. I just it's I don't believe that Starfleet doesn't have any any protocol in place for a situation like this. That somebody can like this this woman Philippa or whatever, which mm-hmm. reminds me of Philippe from Beauty and the Beast. This horse woman, you know, who is someone who is like we respect her, we hate her, whatever, whatever. It's just. In order for this episode to work, guys, we're going to have to have this really judgmental woman um, with a potential love interest conflict. Let's make that more interesting. Okay. We're going to have this evil prick Maddox who's questioning Data and then no one else to defend them except for their own crew. So we're going to pit the crew against each other. We're going to turn Riker into a real piece of shit. And, you know, Picard, (laughs) he's just going to be sweating balls until he talks to Guinan and has a realization that they're potentially creating a race in the future. And that's the entire episode. And we're just going to make it the most uncomfortable, you know, 
don't eat before you watch this episode because the turmoil in your gut's going to make you have the shits by the end episode. One, two, three, go. I started watching this episode. I'm almost done. I started watching this episode and all I could think about was, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poker. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the good shit. And then I'm like, I just want to see the space station. That's cool. Look at that space station. I want to see more of that because they really didn't show it a lot at the beginning. But then by the end, I was so angry with this episode. I was like, get me the fuck away from the space station. I don't want to be anywhere near the space station. I don't even know if I want to watch the show anymore. And the only reason that I'll watch the show again is because Data is so fucking cool. But they're going to keep messing with Data and I don't fucking like it. Why am I so mad? It's worth digging into, especially since is you know it? he's fine. Like, you he's know fine. he's okay at the end of it. Yeah, he gets to choose his death to be more human. That's interesting. And Maddox dies, so that's good. Eventually. It takes too long. It takes too long for him to die, Another honestly. 30 years. <laughs> yeah. He has yeah. 30 Oof. years of existing, breathing yeah. the same air as Data, even though Data Data's a better man than, than any of us, you know? He's of just, like, he shaking is. his hand at the end, like, hey, I kind of like some of your ideas, but not that one. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I knew you wouldn't like this because... For for a lot of reasons. Like, it is super emotional. It's very courtroom drama It's probably a little bit dated. But I was not expected to, to get this vitriol for it. I thought you might, like, appreciate what they were trying to do in the conversation that they were having. But this hit you hard. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. It sure did. It sure did. Tell me, Ian Whittington, mm. Captain... Yeah. What did you like about this episode? <laughs> so fucking much. I love it. I love it so much. But maybe it's so interesting. It's probably because I watched it from a young age before I understood the weight of the episode. I just remember Riker being pitched against Picard, pulling data apart, and then Picard making that argument redundant. And it all being well in the end and everyone being okay. So I've grown up with it and then grown into what it means what the, the wider implications of what this story means and what it's referring to and what it's talking about. So coming into it completely blind, well, not, not completely blind, that's the wrong way to put it, but coming into it so much after the fact and with so much other background of Star Trek, um, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, it maybe colours my vision a little bit and I wonder what would happen if I came to it now. I, I would like, I'd like to think I'd still love it and look past the contrivances because it is super duper contrived. Like, it just so happens that they're setting up a new JAG office on this space station. It just so happens that they're out of staff. It just so happens that this can't wait a day. It just so happens that this entire court case has to happen over the case of two days, when it, which should take yeah. six months or years to get through yeah. something as complex as this. It isn't getting decided in an afternoon. Most likely, Maddox, being the litigious bastard he is, would have appealed this decision and it would have gone through another round of courts, but they got to simplify it down for the episode. they got to get to... This is where I'm happy that the concept and the conceit outweighed the practicalities because the message here isn't how hard is it to get through the court system. The message is how do we treat people and how do we define what is alive and how should we be defining that? I, I don't think it can get bogged down in the specifics. You know, it's like... <sighs> This is how I watch my content, right? Like, I don't watch content to to go through turmoil. I got enough mm. shit going on in my actual life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but this is this is like in the movie when you love a character, but you watch them go through hell. But the weird thing is, is that Data doesn't actually feel any of this stuff. The people around him feel the stuff. And that's interesting. Yeah, like, the is. humans feel the emotions about 
the unfairness or the fear or the anger or whatever they're feeling. But data is just like, okay, I'm getting transferred. Well, that's not a very lot that I don't have a choice. And so he just kind of accepts it. Then he's given a, then he is given a choice and he resigns because that's the best option. And his motivation that he says is to keep alive Dr. Sung's like contribution to the world, which is really, really interesting. It's not his own self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And then like the whole show is pivoted on whether or not he is self-aware. <laughs> and it's like he his desire to even remain beyond is to like carry on some sort of legacy for someone else and not his own. So that's an interesting thing to think about all of a sudden. Yeah. Anyway, it, it this is, it's like, there's so many good things to think about, like good conversations to have if you're in the mood for it. Mm -hmm. But do not watch this episode if you're not in the mood for it. <laughs> this episode is not like a casual let's watch a space battle episode. This is one that gets into like the letter of the law. But then it also just calls into question the validity of Starfleet in general. Because again, like we talked about, we're talking about I just I can't believe that there's not some sort of system in place to take this huge decision through the decisions that need to be made. However, having watched Picard and thinking about like the um, darker parts of Starfleet, mm -hmm. I can see how this is potentially hinting at the fact that someone like Maddox would be given the authority to go on the perfect time to strike and take data. Data. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. To go and do that, right? To go and like say, well, we can't really get data if we're going to be on this place because there's going to be more support for him. So we have to go and try to take him away while he's just out in the outskirts of, of nowhere so we can create our own machines. But I don't know that the show is trying to get there. I think it's like just reaching of that as a possibility in the future and that picks up later on. But either way, it was hard to watch. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to like process things like this because I also was so emotional watching it that it took me a second to be like, oh, Picard's actually doing the Picard thing right now. Like now I can be happy again. So yeah. it, when Picard like takes his stage and he's like, you know, going to lay out his case for data and his like his ability to have his own choice, he just opens up a duffel bag and says, here's some stuff. It means something to you, right? Okay, case closed. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? That is broken. So when they, when Philippa throws over to Riker and says, do you want to cross-examine? And he's like, no. He's like, of course you cross-examine. Because the argument there is just, yeah, but data's just programmed to replicate those emotions, to pretend to be intimate, to do a good impression. Like, there are NPCs in video games that I am very attached to because they've been programmed to emote and to say things to make me like them. And there are evil NPCs that are designed to say shit and kill characters I like to make me hate them. Like, we can yeah. do that now. Like, there are Riker, as damning as Riker's argument is, it, it isn't. And he doesn't push it hard enough. Like, he should no, just say the, the he's doing thing. a good impression of a human. Because guess what? None of these people are supposed to be in court. Like, this is, you've, you've asked people who have authority on a ship to become law. And then they do like mm. a crash course in looking at shit. And then all of a sudden they're all playing. This is, this is like what would happen if, you know, your, your buddies just decide that they want to play make believe and just do like some court fun. Mm. Like, it's like, it was like watching Star Trek's version of a reality TV show based on like Judge Judy. It wasn't, it, it, yeah. it didn't, it, it lacked a lot of the feeling of, like I felt like Data was in danger, of course, I felt that. But 
as I'm looking for like where to anchor into because my world is being rocked because I'm in it, I'm like in the moment with the show. I'm like, okay, but does any of this really matter? Because by the end, they're just going to create some sort of reason for him to stay together when they did a really great job of pointing out that he's an android instead of having choice. Like it's almost like they made a better case for him to be a piece of property than for him to, I I don't know, it was just baffling to me. This episode was baffling to me. I do think that Riker missed the point. He was trying to prove what species data is, not trying to prove if he's property. Because, like, Picard's argument is great. He's like, yeah, but lots of species have super strength. And lots of species can can yeah. do the things that data does. Like, just because yeah. he's very good at them, that doesn't make him property. Like, Riker is arguing. Look, I got a question. This is, this is important. This is important. This is important. This is important. Remember all those times that we've watched data take over the ship? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Does uh-huh. that happen later on in the seasons? Yeah, or that's, that's all after this. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. great. Because that should have come up in this case. Because um, that should be that over? should be a clear reason why Data shouldn't be allowed. He should be disassembled. Mm. He should be taken offline. He should because that should scary. Like he locked everybody out. But it's interesting to watch this episode out of order as well and kind of go like that should <laughs> that should absolutely have been evidence <laughs> in this situation okay, as so to why he is dangerous. The, yeah, it's not about whether he's dangerous. So criminals still have the right to choose they still are human beings yeah we put them in well, prison until you're they incarcerated well that's because you break the rules data hasn't broken any rules he sure has at, in the Not future. at this point in the future in the future but, yeah. but you're you're right it's still a faulty argument and it always bugs me when uh Riker turns him off because i'm like yeah but you grab a hyper spray and do that to picard and you turn him off as well well yeah you can it, sedate it, him like Okay, it's not built in. However, if you hit me around the head with a hammer, that's my built-in off switch. Like yeah. that, even that is a faulty argument. Yeah. It was very uh <laughs> it was very difficult because because I'm thinking about so many things and I'm also trying to be in the moment and like follow the mm-hmm. show's logic and then I'm just like I don't know. I don't know if I'm uh, I am agreeing with this logic, but they sure did a good job of playing at the emotions. It, it's it's an episode that will make you feel uncomfortable if you mm-hmm. care about data, and or it's an episode, mm-hmm. and it's an episode that will that poses some interesting questions about ownership and rights and the right to choose, etc. So that's very interesting, and it sets the stage for the future. So there are some things about the episode I think that are really really good, and I totally understand why we're watching it, considering the history of you know data is coming really hard into play in support of picard i i kind of think that if people are going to watch picard season one they should listen to this season of captain's pod to prepare before they even go into season one of picard like we're going into season three yeah but this is a great kind of like crash course into like some some background history 100 percent. yeah of course then i'm just going to spoil i guess in this episode that data dies so sorry sorry about that shit many times shit at least twice <laughs> okay uh, there's a nice touch i want to see what you think about this one of my favorite okay. moments in this in this yeah, episode let, let, let's 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 try to find some good stuff okay because I, I have a lot acting. of notes here You're gonna go, hate to go so over much. now for the record everyone uh, i think we've made the decision we won't be splitting this into 10 forward and engineering this is going to be another one that's just a general just discussion much. because it's there's, just too, there's much. too much what's interesting yeah, yeah. is that I have 20 notes in good and two notes in sins. And I'm imagining Uh-oh. that yours is flipped. 
<laughs> which is the perfect time to just do a general But it might discussion. be more emotion-based. Like, I may have already gotten it all out. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there is a moment where Riker looks up the schematics of uh, data. Yes, data. Yeah. And he finds the off switch. And then he smiles, catches his smile, realizes what he's smiling about, and then feels bad. That is an amazing 10 seconds of emotion, realization, reality, guilt. Freaks just fucking nails that. It's It hits me every time because it, it it's exactly how I think he would be feeling. Like, I have to do this because I, I have to, I have to prove if, if I don't do my job, then Data's screwed regardless. And Data at the end is just like, you hurt yourself to save me and I won't forget that. And it's just that, those two moments where Data is like, yeah, you did what a horrible thing that you think is, but that was painful to you. And I see that as a kindness to me and I won't forget it. It's, oh, it's, Riker in this episode is great. I know you hate it. Riker, like, you know, when you're asked to do something that you you don't want to do, you usually kind of just do the bare minimum. He can't, you know? it's not an option. Shh. <laughs> He didn't have to call him Pinocchio and and (laughs) drop the fucking mic and walk out of the room. You know, do no, you don't. You don't have to do that. You could argue that he replaced a good argument with venom because if he'd have delivered a really good argument but without any passion, he might have won. But he kind of sold the performance by calling him Pinocchio. It was painful to him. He loved it. He did not love it. I Look l- at I have loved Riker eyes. since I was young, oh, and I no. don't any longer. Oh, this killed oh, my no. Riker love. I've ruined yeah. your Riker love. Yeah. When I see him again, oh, no. you know, it's just a straight punch to the dick. Because <laughs> Jonathan we don't Frakes, care. dick punch. <laughs> we don't care about people's boundaries anymore. We just reach out and turn them off without any permission yeah but you don't care if they're not a person and he has to believe that data isn't a person he doesn't have to believe that he does he doesn't he's not in the law he's been asked to do something that he can't but he doesn't he he even said i can't do that but i'll try and then he just goes full hog and he's (laughs) like you know what in order to prove my point i'm gonna shut this thing down when like you could also shut every just fucking phaser gun people is like okay now no one's in the room anymore because we're all shut down what the fuck point is that anyway he didn't have to do that it was it was not okay i think he kind of did i don't think he did i don't think he did i don't think i think he went too far you know it's kind of like it's sometimes you just go too far and he went too far but you know that there was a sweet moment at the end. Your, your question, back to your question. Mm. Yes, I did think that that moment was interesting, but I don't like that he smiled at all. It was, should have all been pain. Well, the, the Riker smiled because his friend forgave him. No, when he like no, 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 no. The scene you were talking about. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. When he finds the but no, pre- no. I was gonna say like you can't you can't begrudge a man the smile of forgiveness. No, yeah, it's but it's. We are joining him hours and hours into his research and building his case, I would hope. And he didn't just half-ass it for 25 minutes and was like, man, I'll do it on the day. But we're joining him in the depths of his research and he's just like, I've got it. Oh, shit. This is what I've got. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I, there, I, we don't usually like 
talk about the chat during the show because it's kind of like we try to keep the, the show rolling. But I did want to point out that uh, Sci-Fi Brony says, remember the Admiral said that if she suspects for even a second that Riker wasn't trying his absolute best, she would rule against Data. Exactly. I did forget I did forget that. Okay. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, there are entire pockets of this episode that are like black void for me because I was so unhappy. So thank you for telling me that because I did forget that. And it is important. Um, but then... Uh, also in the chat brought up who would you rather have who uh, link asks who would you rather have been in Riker's position and that's a perfect thing it should have been the a horrible not Beverly <laughs> she's on the ship she played poker at the beginning she already doesn't like data she already calls Pulaski? him a toaster put Pulaski there <sighs> Yeah, Pulaski would have but, argued that case way better. But it's less for me. It's less. It's it's an extra dynamic. Getting somebody that you like to put to do this argument is way more interesting than getting Pulaski to do it. Who we already from know a has writer's like perspective, things. but not yes. from a perspective of the person that's trying to prove their point. Like Maddox should have been like, "Don't give me that person. Give me somebody who actually like gets what I'm saying." Like, like I understand that. As professionals, maybe at the level of Starfleet, maybe we're expecting that these characters, these people can strip all of their own like perspective away to make difficult choices. Like mm. that's kind of what this, this particular episode is asking us to face, which is that someone that we are we trust and we have watched and we're like, yeah, Riker, da 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 shifts over into like bad guy mode. And it's not on the holodeck where we can forgive him. You know, it's actually real life, real storyline. Like, that's a hard pill to swallow. And it is interesting to think that we have to ask them to be that level of professional for their jobs. Mm -hmm. But I kind of, like, don't like Starfleet anymore now. Oh, no, that, you're never supposed to like Starfleet. Starfleet. I did until <clears throat> today, though. I am, I am mourning the loss <laughs> of being like, fuck yeah, Starfleet's awesome. I'm really enjoying this. And I'm like, yeah, this is interesting. shit. I don't want to be here anymore. It sucks. What's really interesting is that one of my positives was I would really, really like a Star Trek JAG TV show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you would not enjoy that. You would no. not do that show with me. I don't me know. Maybe if they had some rules that made sense and to me, lawyers. maybe it'd be interesting. Yeah. Like a oh lawyer TV show. Like they would just did She-Hulk, right? So yeah, like uh -huh. She-Hulk, but in space. But 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100 percent yeah it, it, there is so much you could dive into and it would do a better job than this episode does as well um man i am just i am i am i am i am stunned a couple of people like when i've mentioned this episode have said it's a it's a good episode of tv it's not a good episode of star trek and mm. i i get that because of what it's dealing with is important it's like it's like a really important and substantial think piece but it does it belong in Star Trek? I still say yes, it belongs in Star Trek because that's what Star Trek does. It challenges the stuff that we're dealing with now with the safety blanket of putting it 300 years in the future. Just like Shakespeare did. He would set all of his stuff in Europe so that the people back home didn't think he was talking about them. And he would say like the yeah. King of Venice or whatever instead of the King of England. But yeah, it's missing some of the Star Trek-y lightheartedness of it. But it's not like you have this episode every week. Like, this is quite a rare thing. And man, I just, I would be so excited to be a part of this episode as well. And that Picard speech, like, some of the arguments are faulty. And yes, he's not a legal professional and he should have been challenged. But damn it, that is a good speech. And when he just gets too passionate at the end, 
and like just points to Riker and says, "What like do you know?" And to Philippa, "Do you know?" And just starts tearing people down. I I love it because that's when he's kind of showing that it's bigger than the people in that room. Talking about how humans deal or how people deal with each other, regardless of like your species and race and and everything. Um, it's yeah, it's for me. It's it's always going to be it's always going to be a fascinating episode. The Picard. Uh, my my notes from that part is Picard is Picarding yeah, exclamation right. points this is like the all caps uh-huh. you know because this is Picard kind of maybe being more in that character vein that I remember the one that's going to have an eloquent speech that you want to listen to three or four times to hear it mm-hmm. all and process it all and kind of really it, it's just it's written so well and I love how it's acted and I love how all everyone acted great in this like the fact that I am mad about how a storyline went and how I'm feeling emotions. If if the writers were listening to this, they'd be like, "Well, we did our job." You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%, um. Yeah. And the actors would be like, "Yes, we made it. We <laughs> made it make sense." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so it's I can't I can't be I can't fault them shifting out of the stratosphere from where mm-hmm. I thought we were going to be. I thought this episode was going to be a little bit of fun. This was not fun. <laughs> Oh no! But but the Picard Picarding part, I was like, okay, now I'm kind of like, I like. Here's the scenes I liked. I liked uh, Data collecting his stuff. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know that they were boinking, by the way, until today. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. was that like a afterthought, or was that actually in the story? That happens in one episode. Okay. Okay. Cool. But it is referred to a few times. Okay, so I didn't know that. So that was really interesting because I was like, oh, he has like a, a picture of Tasha Yar. Like that's or a hologram of Tasha Yar. That's really interesting. I have no point of reference for that relationship at all. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. And then for it to come up just as this brief sort of mention mm. about oh, them having an intimate relationship. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was way more powerful. Like I wanted them to dig into it a little more. Like, well, what does that mean? Like you just went through the motions like like you're the tool. Or were you having feelings? Like, what was that like? What does it mean we were intimate? What does that mean to you, Data, to give mm-hmm. him more of a perspective of, like, him being and an, an his own being? Yeah. But they didn't go there, probably because they don't want to have that kind of a rating on TV mm-hmm. when this aired. Um, So that was a scene that I really liked. Um, I enjoyed seeing the emotion of the going away party when uh, Data is is opening up his going oh, away so gifts good. and he's just very carefully open the paper and they say you're <laughs> missing the point. He gets it all the way open and then he rips the paper. <laughs> to Love this that. day, I do that with my presents. I carefully really? open them and then I take... And it kills my dad every time. Like, it's so... <laughs> with the application of a little care, the paper can be recycled and used again. Oh, it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, so that was really cool. I do love the op- the cold open to this. It is great. Like Data is so confident and ready to play poker. He is like, this game is exceedingly simple. Wait, you lie? And he is just not ready that somebody will lie about the hand that they have because he's just like, no, it's based on the cards. And as long as you have the better cards and you bet when you have the better cards, you can't lose. And it's it's just so funny how much he gets played and his like his stunned reaction when he's like, you have nothing. <laughs> you have nothing. That was interesting to me too because I would assume that there would be something in all of the material that he has right. that would indicate that. Every it, you know, single document that I've read about poker mentions bluffing. It just bluffing is a big part of it. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. So that that was 
that was that was still fun like that the face off mm-hmm. between data and Riker bef- I thought that it was going to be them facing off because they're both bluffing each other but then it turns out like data was like getting schooled a little bit mm-hmm. um so it, it, I mean it's I think it's meant to show us that data still has some things to learn about what humans do but I still go well I don't know like he should have read about it that shouldn't be a surprise but they are I'm sure try not to make data like an unrelatable character yeah. to, to like, watch he should have watched millions of hours of like live poker tournaments from the 90s and the noughts and the tens and whatnot and been like an expert on um on the best poker players the end scene you know between he, he and Riker, where once again we kind of just show mature resolution you know Riker is really upset about what he's oh, done man. and it should keep him up every night for the rest of his fucking life how do you know it doesn't <clears throat> uh i don't actually um no, 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 no. I, I, I'm getting a little bit better. Nope, nope. Still have an ulcer about it. I'm, nope, I'm still mad. <laughs> I thought, I thought I was forgiving, but I'm not there yet, guys. I have my own process. I got to work through. Yeah, Ask me next week how lot. it's going. There's a lot um, to get through. So I like that scene because you know, Data. It's, it's kind of like watching a character take back his power from Maddox. You know, mm, when he takes yes. back his power from Maddox and says, "I'm not going through this procedure." Like immediately, as soon as he has his his answer, he's like, "I'm not doing this." Yeah. And then with Riker, he reclaims, like, "No, I understood the situation, and it was very, you know, calculated how Data is yeah. conversing." And I thought that was clever. But Picard, Picarding was definitely my favorite moment mm-hmm. um, because, again, it hits at those larger notes, and I can. He said this one line. Um, uh, our our purpose is to seek out new life, and there it is. And he points over to Data, and I got chills mm-hmm. at that moment because it's like the culmination of this show for me. You know, they every episode they're going out and they're doing their thing, and we're seeing like how Star Trek treks. But the new life that you're like, oh, I wonder what the new life is this week is there the whole time. And I thought that was a beautiful way to write that, and. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful way to like point out that this is something to respect, whether it's the start of a new race or an individual one-off thing, whether there's yeah. a soul or not. And he said, you know, you want to, you want your chance to make law. Well, here it is. Make it a good one. And then I have to make a ruling that will speak to the future. And I thought that was a really cool way of sort of like yeah. knowing how Picard, the show Picard goes. I think that was really, um, really interesting. So yeah. Um, but there's beautiful. lots of sins, lots and lots and Go lots on, of check them. Us out some more. I do love that moment so much. There he sits. It's so, <laughs> oh, so good. So I good. got chills. I Even got like, chills. Data is like not fully. I kind of wanted Data to look over his shoulder and just like he'd not even fully comprehend like the weight of what Picard is saying. Um, <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's the the thing that I've noticed since watching Picard is that. I don't think the Starfleet that Picard knows exists. Like, I think it is an ideal that he has been taught and has imagined and hopes for, but I don't think we've ever seen it. I think there is too ever much. Ever seen what? His, the version of Starfleet that Picard defends and has in his head. Oh, no, like, no. There I are too agree many with evil you. people yeah. and too many bastards for it to truly be as idealistic as he thinks it is. Um, I'm amazed he stays in Starfleet for as long as he does. Um, go on, give me some yeah. more of your sins. Well, I'm going to send Picard himself here, mm-hmm. which is rare for me because I, you know, I, I have these characters on a pedestal. I'm dealing with that in this episode, guys. Give me some moments. <laughs> <laughs> this is breaking my mind. It's hard. Um, there is this moment at the end of the show where Picard decides he wants to take a horse on a date. And I just... Sorry, a horse? He goes... 
Yeah, Philippa the horse. Why um, are you calling her a horse? Because it's the it's a something mean I can do, and I don't like her, and it makes me feel better to put her <laughs> down because I'm a bad person. Okay, <laughs> I thought I missed something. No, no, she's the horse. Okay, <clears throat> Philippa, remember? Reminds me of Philippe from Beauty and the Beast. Remember I said that earlier? Was Philippe it's a, a really horse? funny. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> long time since I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Whew, whew, we're going. Anyway, it just it makes me feel better to not I, I'm I'm dehumanizing her to deal with my emotions. Oh, learning I'm all not, of the lessons from this episode, I'm not, aren't exactly. we? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the struggle is real. Uh-huh. I, I am reflecting on my own self. I this is gonna take me days to unpack. I regret nothing. <laughs> um no, to be serious, there's this moment when Picard at the very end, like essentially is wanting to ask Philippe uh Philippa out Philippa, 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 Philippe, who out on a date. Captain Voix. He he just had an incredibly eloquent moment Dude, on I- screen. Powerful. This man knows how to speak, how to yep. think. But when he asks a woman on a date, he just says, Philippa, dinner. Right? And I'm like, That fucking works. Really? Come on. Really? Picard says, wanna fuck? You fuck. Like- <laughs> if he had said wanna fuck, that's different to me. Maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding. Is that is that code? You know oh, how it used to be like Netflix is. and chill and now and is it dinner? Is that dinner. is that code? Well, they will not see each other again, most likely. <laughs> He's going on a deep space mission, she's staying put on the space station. Dinner you don't just have dinner unless there's shenanigans afterwards. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's just a straight booty call at mm-hmm. the end of this episode. Okay. All These right. These are people that used to date. They, they used to date and then they kind of broke up because she tried him for like really harsh in a court martial when his ship blew up, which is fair. I feel like I would I would send that too. like the beginning. So they're on the star base. Picard is sipping tea or whatever mm. and cue the romantic music. He glances across the star base. Mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. Philippa. And I'm thinking, oh, obviously, like, ex-love interest. This is going to be interesting. He walks over to her. They have, like, one brief exchange, which could be considered... I think insulting. Like it wasn't quite sure. He says, "My God, Philippa, au revoir, whatever." Ten years revoir. seeing you. Ten years seeing you like this makes it seem like fifty. And I'm like, "Is that an insult? Like, does she look like she's aged a whole lot?" <laughs> uh, it's no, kind of shady. It, like, it, yeah, was it a bit like a backhanded? Like just, it was. <laughs> Fuck you, and look then, old. And I write that down, and then all of a sudden, it just like hard shifts into the two of them going toe to toe with this person. Mm. Like he, they were just like at it, like old lovers. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is, this is uncomfortable. And fuck you. <laughs> and then by the end, they're like, we really hate each other, but let's go hate fuck. And I guess I'm okay with that, but mm-hmm. it felt sinful at the time. So that's, that's one of my sins. I know it, you don't have a lot of sins, so it did. That did raise a question for me because she's talking about the stargazer, and that, as far as until this point. I assumed was the the ship that Picard captained before the Enterprise. But then he says that that court martial happened 10 years ago. So I did a bit of research and like Picard leaves Starfleet for that period of time. Um, He goes to like study archaeology and then he's like drafted back into Starfleet and captains a couple of ships and then goes on to the Enterprise. But yeah, it was just interesting that this episode accidentally gave a bit more context to how long ago the Stargazer was. Um, long ago how how very very long ago um right okay what i did have a couple of sins yeah i had convenient judge from picard's past is convenient just everything Mm -hmm. about the setup of the trial is is very convenient the little carry box that data packs all of his stuff into is useless 
that little duffel bag, the, the plastic duffel bag. It's completely pointless. Is so pointless because it's only going to fit certain things inside of it. Like good it maybe Starfleet has. Things that can morph, but it's not good yeah. for solid objects. Like the things no. that he's putting in there cripple mm-hmm. the space efficiency. So, so it's kind of like the props department thought, how can we make duffel bags more futuristic? And the answer was and just to make useful. it plastic. <laughs> yeah, just make them less useful. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that always bugs me. It's like, I'm leaving the ship with this one duffel bag. Is it a fucking Mary Poppins duffel bag? Like, how did you? How did that work? I'll, I'm going to read a couple of my notes to you as I'm going back through all of my notes Go here. Uh, we have a Captain Maddox shows up on the bridge, you know, with the Admiral. Which, by the way, a positive thing. The Admiral uniform looked pretty pretty cool. That was pretty cool looking, right? I, mean, I don't think we ever see it again. I love his Admiral uniform. It was it's like neat. all of the gold stuff. Yeah, it was they, like in gold, the early seasons they changed it so so much. They were um, double pippin. Double pippin. That duffel bag, uh, just to go back to it real quick. Um, also, I I would buy that. <laughs> oh, 100%. In it's a super useless. In a second. But I, I would, would totally buy that. You got on for an airplane, sure. I would buy it right now. Totally. So I anyways, want it for my lunch. The Admiral shows up with Captain Maddox and is like, hey, by the way, this asshole's here to work on your Android. Please take care of it. And then, and then you know, Data comes over and then they have this odd exchange cue, like some creepy music. Um, and he's, he's going to work with. Uh, I like how he goes, Data, how are you? And Data responds with, my condition does not alter with the passage of time. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Like, that's such a funny way to answer that question. It's just like, it's a fuck you is what it is. (laughs) You don't even know how I age, asshole. And so I'm like writing down stuff like, you know, Dr. Maddox is going to disassemble him on the grounds that he's not a sentient being and needs Mm -hmm. to be disassembled for like, and, and I write down, Dr. Maddox is a dick. And then Maddox is vague on the specifics. He doesn't actually even talk to Data. He's not talking to him like a a person the entire time, which is, of course, making me angry. Good job, Mm -hmm. writers. Good job acting. Um, And so, uh, you know, Picard says, no, you can't just take him. That's not going to work. And so Maddox hands over. I thought you might say that. So I'm having him transferred to me. And my first note is, oh, shit, Starfleet is a bitch. Because (laughs) (laughs) that's my note. Because the fact that there wouldn't be any heads up to to this sort of shift in a massive chain of command, again, just proves our point we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. that it just seems like all of this is pretty shady business. Like, they're just, like, going to skip over some protocol because they're out in the middle of nowhere or whatever. And then my next note, oh, yeah, I do not like this episode. So Good, good note. Good Very, very early on. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my big sins was I feel like Gynor would have been better to represent Data than Picard. <laughs> because if Data doesn't, if Picard doesn't go to 10 forward and Gynor doesn't do her manipulative backhanded, oh, I'm going to argue this point so that you realize I'm being a dick and that's the point you should argue. Gynor should be making this, this court case. She really should. She's great. Because Picard's kind of given up at that point by the sounds of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just watched his first officer do a terrible job another member of his crew um just because you know because when you're going to court anything goes you can just remove body parts and just chudo chop somebody in the back of the head and knock him out permission he did did not ask permission to 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 turn him off he did not he didn't but no he assaulted him because he's a fucking dick (laughs) (laughs) here's a sin mr frakes if you're listening how how did maddox enter data's quarters without permission oh it's a constant thing yeah they should be locked really yeah 
They should then they should, he shouldn't be able or... to walk in. Yeah, people are always walking through doors that they shouldn't be allowed to walk in. In one of the movies, Captain Kirk has his fucking door wide open while he's talking while he's making a log saying how much he hates Klingons. <laughs> and that is rightfully used against him later on. Um yeah, mm. doors should be they should be locked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a sin then. Okay, good. That's an actual sin. I realize a lot of these sins are Danae's emotional sins. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. But that's okay. I have one I'm that's working. kind I'm, of I'm getting, I'm getting a little calmer as we talk okay. about it. That's good. I that's good. I do have a headache forming and my vein oh, no. in my head has not like receded. I'm still like... I, I didn't want to mention it. Yeah. Ooh, it's, 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 I'm going to try to push it back in. can pick it up pulsing. <laughs> um, we're, so at the end of the episode, technically, we're still at the beginning where Data can refuse the procedure but not the transfer. Maddox can still transfer him because that's something that they can do to any officer. So Correct. Maddox, I don't, I, Maddox has a very sudden and convenient end of episode change of heart when he's like, he's remarkable. I love his the best. When he could still be an absolute dick and say, cool, he's alive. He's still transferred. And he will just sit with me for the next 50 years until he agrees to let me take him apart. Yeah, he will not he pursue his career. Because he's clearly a villain. Kind of should have done that. He um, should have. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I also that that court scene was interesting. You know, we refused to hear he one they wanted to stop hearing all of Data's um titles. Mm. And then whenever it goes to Maddox's title, like Picard does the same thing and he tries to cut off Maddox's titles. But what I think would have been really funny is if the titles that kind of came out revealed that he didn't have authority to do anything that he was doing. Oh shit. If they would have yeah. just let the titles <laughs> ring through because it's like assistant chair to the second person on this team that's not actually like if, well, they if find they out all listened. of his credentials are fake <laughs> yeah. that one's not no. even real that's, you just that's made not even that a thing. up <laughs> we don't even give that one out anymore oh man um i um i i mean i i have a lot more positive things to um to 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 talk about but i'm gonna do like a little whimsical one which i just love at the beginning of the episode when um picard and philippa are talking to each other and you've just got the enterprise in orbit and just coming in through the window and just slowly orbiting across it's just a beautiful touch you could have kept that window empty mm-hmm. but you got the enterprise just like oh yeah across. like in the background beautiful. as picard yeah. and and uh, philippa are each other. talking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. i don't think they were i i think at that point they were hating on each other oh, they, were hate fu- each other. they were hate eye yeah. fucking yeah you could see it you could just tell, you know, that was just what was going on. I did like the ships in the background, like I said, at the very beginning. Mm. But then here I am kind of to the point where she says that Data is a toaster uh, and she forces Riker to become a, a prosecuting attorney mm-hmm. or whatever situation we are in legally. And I write, I do not like this fucking episode. No, nope, stop, stop it. And then in all caps, I changed my mind. I don't want to see the fucking space station anymore. Get me out of here. So th- that's where I am in my notes right now. <laughs> amazing and i've only got a few more things what were any anything else you want to get off your chest before we finish talking Uh, about this amazing episode uh no no i already said i hate you Riker. you have abandoned Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. reason you dick oh i did have something i liked Mm, go for it we'll just sprinkle that in on a positive no i'm not gonna end that's just just one of the things i'm gonna end on another rant about how awful this episode is um <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I think everybody's been subjected to my Oh, they love it. You know they love fart. it. This is going to be like the number one episode. I don't episode. know. No, yeah. it won't. People oh, will be like, they, oh they my will. God, do you want to hear someone just be insane for 40 minutes? Um, 
the when Picard when he starts his speech, one of the things he said that I I meant to mention earlier is he called the courtroom the crucible. Mm. Do you remember that mm-hmm. part? Yeah, it was like the courtroom is the crucible, and it burns away essentially like anything we don't need, and what yeah. remains is truth. And truth for all time. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. fucking cool. It's really cool. And it that's should really be. Cool. It should be how court courtrooms work, but it is not. It absolutely is not how they work. Um, it should just be bring all of the facts, wash away the opinions and see what is left over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sadly not. Mm-hmm. Sadly not. Mm-hmm. 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 Give us your final rant because I'm I've said everything I need. No, I just I'm gonna end on one final good thought, and that mm-hmm. is that I really liked Data's Pfizer. No, I I think that the poker <laughs> the things poker are visor, yes. The poke the poker it. thing, <laughs> the poker scenes are not my favorites because I don't really enjoy like hearing people flop on the rivers and whatever. And yeah. whoever has an axe is a joker. Wild. I don't really like get the lingo and uh and that's fine because I get the gist of this of the scene. Mm. But Data's excitement to show up <laughs> at the table. <laughs> As like the quintessential poker player. I know, he's got like the outfit. He should have had like a little waistcoat on as well. And he's just got like, and it seems like he always has a different sort of visor going with like different. And this time it was this sort of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a glass color. Yeah. yeah, Sort of like this, yeah, like a prismatic glass thing that (laughs) reflected onto his skin and made his skin look even more eerily android. Mm -hmm. I... I think that we all need to remember how important the visor was for the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we need to bring that back. Oh, 100%. I always. So I'm going to go suck- get a visor and then I'm yeah. going to put it on next episode. I'm going to wear a visor. Do it. Do it. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that was possibly one of our more heated debates when it comes to Star Trek. I, for one, did we loved debate? It. Um, I did, didn't want to use the word argue. <laughs> <laughs> because Did we I argue? think we're both right. I think we're both right. Well, we have opposing opinions and we were talking about them, which I think is the definition of a debate. Um, but yeah, no, I I stand by it. Um, I think we both make good points and I think it all depends on what you come to Star Trek for and um, we, we can both be, we can both be right. I don't know that I disagreed with you. So I'm confused if the episode went a different way than I remember it, but I've been in a black space of ranting for like a while. I mean, you disagree with me calling it a good episode. (laughs) Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. This episode is one that I would recommend to anyone who is super into Star Trek lore and rules so that they can shit on it from that perspective as well <laughs> this is a terrible episode to have as your first episode because you oh my don't, god you don't have the context of who data is why any of this matters why we care about Riker. it's, no, it's this a would terrible, be an awful episode place to start it's not if we're it's not what are we do. are we making a list of terrible first episodes because d- yeah, yeah this is definitely on it this is on the list yeah okay yeah. okay i don't yeah. think that was ever the goal of the podcast i keep getting it asked is now this, but yeah <laughs> It accidentally is now. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. That is an incredible episode of Star Trek. And come at me if you think it it wasn't, but it, no, it is generally accepted to be to be one of like the top tier ones because of what it deals with. But I agree, it's maybe not the most enjoyable it's, of Trek experience. It's an incredibly difficult episode to enjoy, unless unless you've watched it so many times that you're like you know it's coming. 
uh, or That's you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, you kind of like I watched you watch this. I, I glanced over at you as we watched this episode, and you're just like chilling. You're like, cool, yeah, I remember this part. Yeah, oh, this is I the could, part where I could have done this. this tears episode. the paper. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have done this without even yeah needing I'm to. I'm furiously taking notes, <laughs> biting my nails. Yeah, don't bite your nails. You just painted them. I did. <laughs> beautiful okay well that's all for this week everybody thank you for listening i have been stalling and stalling because next week i am split but i think i've decided what we're gonna do we have two weeks until picard season three comes out and that is the final journey of the entire start of the entire the next generation crew. doesn't mean it's the end for some individuals they may do some spin-offs or whatever but it is the the last adventure of this crew as we know them. So I think it's a good idea to go all the way back and start at the beginning and their very, very first adventure. So we're going to do the two-parter encounter at Farpoint, which is the very beginning of Star Trek The Next Generation. So part one will be next week, part two will be the week after, um, and then we go on to um, season three of Picard, all being well. So what's your, like, what's your feelings about that, Danae? Do you remember anything from the original episode, the very first episode? Um, we we watched something from season one, mm-hmm. but I don't remember, I don't think it was this episode, it was something else. And I remember feeling like Picard wasn't quite yet himself and I, it made yeah. me uncomfortable. Mm. Um, Riker doesn't have facial hair. No beard in season one. Um, so that's interesting. So I don't know if I'm going to remember much about that. No, Mm -hmm. it's a fascinating episode. It feels very little like the rest of TNG, but it kicks off some, some interesting things. Um, some interesting relationships. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good a time as any to watch. I think I'm interested to hear your, to hear your thoughts about this amazing show that we love. And it's very, very first, first step into the world. So we're going to watch far point and then there's another episode after that we get to do before the show starts it's a two-part opening episode so we'll do encounter at far point part one next week and then part two the following oh okay a two-parter to head into season three of picard okay got it love it well great see (sighs) us next week if you want to watch it live then we will be on twitch at roughly 12 30 ish central time on twitch.tv slash cinemasins live and on youtube live so come and hang out we're about to go and answer some questions so until next week you stole my quote which was my condition doesn't alter with the passage of time so um i'm just gonna go with it doesn't make sense that you would bet on nothing uh yeah and for me it's the reality bears little resemblance to the rules from me Mm, live long and pod thanks for listening Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Oh my god, it's time to do the show. It's time to do the show. Enter the studio. It's time to do the show. Yo, it's time to do the show. Yeah. Oh my god. Hello. Hi! Hello! Hello! Hi! Hi! You ready? Hello! Hi! Hi! Hello! How does anybody put up with me? How does anybody put up with me? I am crazy. Hi. You are, but what's inspired you to say that you're crazy right now? I'm just doing my mic check, and my mic check is always a little bit crazy. It's like, oh! Oh, Oh, it's the best. It's how I always finish the outtakes. It's like a great (laughs) little... 
this is how we end the show. Like people know that we're coming to the end. Did I ever tell you about my foam nunchucks? Yes. Okay. What's wrong with the way that I say YouTube? How do you say YouTube? Sounds like I'm saying cool whip. How do you say Cool whip. Cool whip. 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 <laughs> YouTube is what I try to avoid because it's not YouTube. You YouTube with the CH and the T. That's how English people say YouTube. It's YouTube. You are saying YouTube. YouTube. You're YouTube. saying YouTube. Exactly. YouTube. That's what I mean. Like exactly. that is what, what I don't I mean. want to say. That is what I don't want to say. I'm I'm trying to learn your I'm trying YouTube. to learn. Teach me. YouTube. 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 <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> oh man, I hated that episode. That fucking blue ass. You actually I, have, old... I am so annoyed at you. There are some Why? episodes where I'm like, fine, you can not like it. I get it. You should like that episode, damn it. It deserves I mean, respect. It's, it, I, I cannot like it and respect it at the same but time. But you should lead with that. <laughs> I, I eventually said something like it, right? Ugh. Like I, even, I was like, it had some good stuff in it. It had some. I said it had good points. Ian, no Trek gatekeeping. Thank you, JCD. Well, it's fine to gatekeep all the people that are wrong. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> you're such a jerk you're you're rikering right now yeah, is what I'm you're doing you're turning mood. from someone yeah. who's like beloved and bearded mm -hmm. into an asshole That's that me. in a moment's notice is gonna turn me off i've decided i'm gonna paint my nails during the show today how do you feel about that captain uh, that's okay. I don't. I don't mind as long as you're still in the show. What if I decide not to take notes because my nails are wet now? <laughs> um, then I'll be annoyed. Shit! Shit! I'm gonna need don't you to fuck with my Star Trek show for a while. Just, just talk nope. about. Okay. Shit. No, because this Shit. is an important episode. This is one where you need to take notes. Really? Right. Do you want to start the show? Yes. Welcome to Captain's Beautiful. Pod. My name is Ambassador. No, not do you want to start oh, the show, you knob? Shit. You dick. Why you're am not, I? You're not there yet. What? What do you you're mean? Trying to, you're trying to. You're not there yet. You're not. You can't. You can't introduce the show. You're I not there yet. Super fucking start the show. What's the start date? Start date one dot two seven dot two zero two three dot one one dot one one. You got some of the numbers <laughs> right, and two of them in the right order as well. Sweet. Well done. Uh, start date one one dot one two dot no nope. one dot That's somehow one. worse. Shit. Star date? Who gives a fuck? This is an episode where we don't actually give a star date because not all Star Trek episodes do that anyway. Welcome to today's episode where I am in the captain's chair, bitch. And that's why that's not happening. <laughs> I am Ambassador Denae, and I'm joined, as always, by the very hairy, often starry very hairy, Captain nice. Ian Whittington. Starry. I don't stare. I'm not staring. Just, it rhymes. That's me. I just it I rhymed. Stare. It rhymed. You rhyme. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be watching some Star Trek, like we usually do. And this Good. time, the pressure is high because this is an important episode for reasons I don't quite understand yet. But maybe you, listener at home, do, and maybe you don't. You know why? Because some of you watch Star Trek and some of you don't. And I love all of you. Excellent. Right. I'm just going to use that. That'll work. JCD says Star Trek trivia quit trivia. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, JCD says, I remember seeing this one multiple times. Once on network TV, they cut out the ending and had it end when Data tells Maddox no. Can you imagine not having that Riker moment at the end, which is such an important wow. kind of moment to, to get around to, to just cut That's it? That's wild. Like, it's still an okay time to end it because Data says, I'm not doing that. 
and Maddox says, okie dokes. And that's technically an okay place to end it, but there is still that horrible lingering tension that Starfleet forced upon this crew, um, which is technically an organization, uh, a, a corporation run by very horrible people. Totally agree. As we learned. We learned this over and over and over and over and over again. Josh Zero says, last year I gave Captain Ian a bunch of TOS memorabilia. Little did I know the captain didn't even like the show because of his hatred for Shatner. I do. I don't hate him. I do like the original series. There are some episodes that are a struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't like Captain Kirk as a character, but Mm -hmm. I do like the original series. There are episodes I love watching with my dad. I think it has the best sound effects of any show. You gave them the gift of fire because he burned all of that in a bonfire, you know? <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> I, I did. It's, it's true. I like this one from Sarah. Tashiara sounds like Tal Shiar. <laughs> yeah, this blew my mind because we watched, I think we watched yesterday's Enterprise at some point and a version of Tashiar ends up in the past and then has a relationship with a Romulan prison guard and her daughter, Sela ends up being part of the Tao Shiar. So it's like, did she name the Tao Shiar? It's a great point. Really, really, really interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I love that. Jack. (sighs) Oh shit, that's the wrong one. Fuck. Why is that stuck in my head? He's going to be so annoyed. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. 